0: Hello and welcome. I'm Greg Martinelli, and this is the Ag Sales Professional Podcast. And the purpose of this podcast is to make you the best salesperson or sales manager possible in agribusiness. Well, hey, I'm excited about today's guest for several reasons. The first and most important is we are going to talk with a high performing individual today. In my daily discussions with agribusinesses, one of the biggest struggles is hiring and retaining new people on their team. And often that's those in their 20s and maybe even their early 30s. We're going to dive into how a person can use several key factors to achieve high performance. And our guest is no stranger to high performance. In his most recent accomplishments, he's completed eight Ironman races to include a recent second place finish that earned him a coveted spot in the World Championship Ironman in Kona, Hawaii. If you're not familiar with an Ironman, that's 112 miles on a bike, a full marathon, and two and a half miles in the ocean, usually, swimming. All doing all of this, he recently attained professional status and is holding down a full-time job in the wealth management industry, all the while building a real estate business and has started a new young family. So developing into a great husband and father as his young family grows. Well, by now, you can certainly tell how proud I am of today's guest, and full disclosure, he is my son, Kyle Martinelli, and our family couldn't be prouder and more excited for you. But enough of that, let's get into today's topic. So welcome today, Kyle, and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey from from a, after high school, college, and then into your high performance the activities that you're accomplishing right now. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing.
1: Well, thanks for the intro. It uh it definitely sounds like a lot when you put it all in one paragraph together. Um, maybe it doesn't feel that way over the years. But um yeah, so I went uh after high school, went to college at a division three college, um, ran a little bit of track there and then got out of college and kind of set myself up to see what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. Really unsure where I was gonna go, got into the finance industry, eventually landing with wealth management. From there, I really gained stability, then wanted to take on the next thing that life brought my way. So That ended up being uh, Ironman, decided that I wanted to start a family, met my girlfriend at the time, wife, and then we started to build a real estate business. Pursued that really heavily for a full year. So 2015 to 2017, just getting out of college, working in the finance industry. 2018, we spent um, the entire part of the year just launching a real estate business. We did that with um, owner-occupant loans and just working in the properties ourselves. We bought small multifamily properties that we uh, fixed up and then moved out of. So we have a small rental portfolio of multifamily buildings. Um, So that ate up all of 2018. Um, And all throughout my life, I think I have jumped into athletic or academic um, and business achievements. And then I get a little burnt out on those and eventually always come back to sports. So I knew once I got burnt out on the business um, or building the business, you know, we, we had made it so it's stable and we were able to live in it. Once I'd gotten out of that, I wanted to come back to something athletic, jumped into, um, Ironmans again, marathon running. So then I've been, uh, hard at that. Um, every step along the way, I've gotten into something, gotten it to a stable point and then tried to take on the next thing that comes my way.
0: Well, you know, obviously I've known you all my life and you were, you were not that super high achieving, can't get a B on a Test kind of guy. I mean, you did good grades. You had good grades. You you were you did your studies, but you weren't that ultimate type of thing. What what prompted that? Because that had to happen probably post college as you got out. And and what is it that that helps you accomplish those and keep everything kind of under control and and moving forward? Goal setting, so to speak.
1: Yeah, I think you maybe got a taste of um, slightly unmotivated Kyle when I was younger. School didn't really get get me going I always felt like school was very transitionary um, I was learning quite a bit but it was always we're prepping you for the next thing we're prepping you for the next thing just wait until you get to the next point in your life and then you can start doing it um, and then it'll be you know your life as you'll know it you know when you're older so it was, always felt transitionary it always felt like there wasn't anything more to be gained from school getting past good enough so b pluses a minuses that was good enough Um, Getting my homework, getting an A-, and then, um, you know, a lot of my attention span and um, all of my focus went into Call of Duty and Halo 3. So, (laughs) uh, you know, maybe dropping those and seeing the importance of not having that anymore later on and I had to be more focused on my life, you know, maybe that was a turning point. Um, But also, I knew that after I got out of high school and moving into college, developing relationships professionally, that could really push my life in the direction that I wanted it to go. I maybe didn't feel so much outside of, um, you know, getting an A or B. I didn't feel like I had more development that I could be achieving. And maybe that's just, uh, you know, being 14, 15, not understanding what I can do with my life. Sure. Sure. I didn't feel the, um, you know, I felt like there was a ceiling to my work. So the extra work that I put in, you know, at, at some point the juice wouldn't be worth the squeeze. Okay. So, but was good enough and then you know once outside of college you know if i wanted to go work another 2 3 hours a day keep building a rental portfolio that was going to reward me a lot more than you know moving from an a minus to an a or an a plus
0: well well good i mean you, it's it's turned out well for you obviously and and there are many many uh high performing individuals in the world that that didn't get straight a so but but i think it's important to as you look at people who get hired as the companies look for their next candidates, oftentimes that's who they start with is the, who is high performing in high school and and maybe even college and, and then on and from there, all the different things Now you were active and you successfully were getting good grades, but kind of the same way. But one of the things I want to dig into really big time on is goal setting and accomplishments. And, and you've had a few things in here, but you know everyone is familiar with the topic. However, what do you do with goal setting that helps you reach? I mean, we can all set goals. Uh, when you started out, I know you didn't set a goal of, of completing an Ironman. You did a, a couple of triathlons and then reached for a half Ironman. And, and that one, I remember being there at the end of the race when you retired from from uh, racing. And then, of course, came back. We all kind of do that right at the end of one of these long races. But but what do you do with goal setting that somebody could look at and say, hey, that's a great way or a great technique, a, a methodology that would translate from maybe Iron Man's running a real estate uh, and and being a success in your wealth management industry. What could what could you share with us on goal setting?
1: Yeah, I think I think goal setting and then along with following through on the goals is a whole process in itself. I fine-tuned it a little bit more um as I've gotten older. Setting up a goal that you you'll feel ambitious to go after is big and knowing that, you know, I will have that sense of satisfaction and I'll enjoy the journey to get there. So I think setting the goal, I think mentally you set many different goals and you think I could do this, this and that. And then when you take that goal and then reverse engineer it and look at what is that going to be to my everyday life? So if I want to do an Ironman, what does that mean to me? What does it mean to my spouse? What does it mean to my time management? And then once you reverse engineer that and say, hey, this is what I need to do every day. That at that point, you say, can I commit to this? Can I make this happen? If I do it and I do it in this manner, and I, um, you know, check all the boxes to get there and set that goal and work towards that, will I be as happy as I want to be from that goal? And I think you just have to go on that and say, you know, this is how my will fit in my life, and then make time for it and make those things happen. Um, you know, there's a lot of other goals, a lot of other things that I'd love to. do. I'd love to world, win the Ironman World Championship. But at this point with a family and, um, you know, professional athletes that are spending 30 to 40 hours a week doing it, that's not something that I can take on in my life. That's not something I could go after, um, even if it was there.
0: Well, let's dig into the reverse engineering and the daily, because this this becomes critical for sales specifically, is if you're going to, every year we get our goal, you know, sell a million dollars, $4 million worth of product, uh, whatever the case is. That can seem like a lofty goal. It can seem unattainable. And and so can a physical goal like getting a pro status and all those kinds of things. But when you break it down, you can't do it in one day. You got to, you know, eat the, they always talk about eat the elephant one bite at a time. Um, there's all kinds of references to that. Tell us a little bit about that because, uh, you know, you've had the help of, you know, full disclosure, you've had the help of an a Ironman coach in your life um uh, recently. You did the first ones by yourself, but then got a coach and and you're coaching me through it and to some success. So tell us a little bit about that daily setting of goals versus, you know, always stressing that, man, I got to accomplish this big thing this year.
1: Yeah, I think there are a lot of lessons in there, too. So I did two, um, I guess, two full seasons without a coach. So I did reach out to someone um, who knew more than I did. And I do take their advice. You know, I take his advice because he's been through it. He knows it. He's also been through the coaching side of it. So I think there's a lesson to be learned there too, that take advice and um, use it from people who you trust and know have been there before. But I think reaching out and, you know, having your sales manager and being able to talk through it with them, that'll give you some comfortability with the sales goals you're trying to attain. With that being said, I think you just need to reverse engineer and break it down to, you know, what does my sales funnel look like? How many times do I need to be prospecting? How many times do I need to be cold calling? How many farms do I need to get to? Sure. Um, I think those are gonna be big numbers and at my point in my career i'm trying to get better sports wise and i really have figured out the goal but then the goal has really facilitated what's more important which is just the process that the goals have really just honed me in and kept me motivated on the process which is important which i think is exactly you just have to do it on a smaller time timeline because with sales it's more of the process that needs to be important versus um i need to get to a specific goal obviously your company's gonna say Something maybe a little bit different with their bottom line, right? But really, do have to get back to the process, be, or, you know, like what your procedures are, and like how many cold call numbers you're going to hit, because um, I think it's going to be a little bit different. But for the most part, the goal is more to facilitate the process that you undergo.
0: Yeah, and I appreciate that. And I want to dig into something you and I have had this discussion around, and and this really hits home for probably more of the sales managers that might be listening. And that is the, the concept of good enough. I mean, you're successfully employed with a young family. For many, that's good enough. And you not only work out a lot, but you compete in Iron Manaries. Iron Man, and again, for many, that's good enough. But you went the next step to qualify for the championship and attain your pro status. And for almost everyone, that is good enough. But you went one more step and added a real estate rental business to your life. You know, what I what I run into frequently is somebody is like, hey, I can't get them motivated to they're doing just enough to get by, or they're not interested in in, in high achievement. They just want to, you know, do a little bit. What is it that you know, give us a little concept around the concept of good enough? I can just do this and that's good enough for how do, how do you handle that in your own life when you're going towards some of those goals?
1: So so for me, motivation, I think there's a lot of, you know, intrinsic, extrinsic motivation. But for the most part, I think if you're trying to motivate someone else or if you were trying to motivate me, I always like to look at the big picture and think, what is going to give me the most sense of satisfaction? What's going to make me feel the most accomplished? And I get the long term 10,000 foot view of what I want to do. And then that will motivate me. But that's different for a lot of different people. Sometimes a lot of people need external motivation. I have very high internal motivation of anything that my name is tied to or associated with i just want it to be at a minimum standard so i think for me i look look at you know what do i actually want to accomplish and what do i want to do and then if you know the prescription to get there is to just beat your head against the wall i'm going to go do that because you know i don't i don't really mind the uncomfortable um feeling of growth or getting outside of my comfort zone i get more uncomfortable knowing that i won't be able to achieve that long term thing that i set out to so i need to see things that you know, the bigger picture, I need to see an example of how it was done. And then I need to know how I can um, make that a reality in my life. So that's what gets me motivated. But I, I understand that's going to be different for a lot of a lot of different people. So I hope that answers your question on that one.
0: Yeah, it's it's a tough one, because because it's it's got to be an internal and, and what I think a lot of the uh, businesses that struggle that I work with that struggle they're struggling with someone who, let's say they sell, uh, uh, they're doing 80% or 90% of what it, what the requirement is for their job, so to speak. And that's good enough for them. They're like, hey, I, I don't need to go out and prospect and bring in more new business. I'm selling my current set of customers and their manager or the owner wants them to, you know, not rest on the fact that this is good enough and that, that they're, you know, just getting by. And I think- that's been a struggle across every generation and the in time. I heard it when I was starting out, and and obviously still hear it today. But maybe let me ask you this. Let me let me jump to another question here. Uh, you know, I appreciate you coming on here and having a discussion and sharing your experiences. Before we end, is there any last advice you have for someone out there who is sitting in the audience of of a uh, the very beginning, their day one of any journey that they might be on. It might be a, you know, winning president's club. It might be actually running a, a doing a physical event like Ironman or whatever. And you know, they're sitting there staring at like a gigantic mountain to climb. What would be some things that you might share to, with them that would help them make that journey a little easier and more successful for them?
1: Unfortunately, I just have a lot of cliche sayings that over the years think you're cheesy, but they end up kind of resonating with you. But I think the the one that's most important is just being honest with yourself. And I think that's the best start that you can have is that just to be honest with yourself, you know, they always say the worst lies are the ones that you tell yourself. So wherever your starting point is and understanding where your ending point is, um, or, you know, where you want to get to just understanding that you can take it day by day, and it's going to be a long journey. But you know, if you lie to yourself and say, oh, I can get there by not doing the work or not doing something um, or even just convincing yourself that you don't even need to get there. I think that would be that's worst case scenario. Um, so I think the best advice I have for anybody is just be honest with yourself. Let's jump
0: into that by by being honest with yourself. You're talking about, hey, I am. Am I uh, You know, being honest means am I really going to do an hour's worth of cold calling a day or am I honestly going to be able to live up to um, um, some kind of commitment that, you know, is not realistic or that that can't be achieved in in a sense. I say, I guess it can be achieved, but it's, it's more along the lines of being honest with yourself. What, where am I currently at and where do I want to get to and what's reasonable
1: when you're honest with yourself and you are also, you know, give yourself a little bit of leeway. I think that'll be the best recipes for success. I mean, for myself, I just need to be honest with, you know, where my numbers are at, what I'm doing, understand what it takes to make this process sustainable. So it's going to be a long journey, make it sustainable. So for me, counting all my calories when I'm doing my, um, Ironman eating, because that's not sustainable for me to count every calorie and do all the workouts and everything else I'm doing, um, bad results, whether that's work or at sports, I know that I need to throw myself a pity party for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, just really feel the emotion or whatever it is, get upset tell myself that the world is against me. And then after that, I need to sit with myself and say, okay, here's where we're at. What's the best thing for me to get to where I'm going? Do I continue this pity party? Do I pick things up? Do I sleep on it and go the next day? You know, like be honest with yourself about what's going to take you to the next step to get towards your, your goal. And I think that's, you know, something that will help a lot of people. Also, I think, you know, if you look at the journey and you look at all the small steps, it's going to seem like a mountain from the beginning. One analogy I always like to use is that, if I sat you down and showed you all your work that you did when you were a sixth grader, you would right now look at that and be like, that's a mountain of work. I'm never doing that. All the book reports you did, the tests, the pop quizzes, the books you read, that would feel like so much, but you did that. And you did that when you were in sixth grade, right. You know, I think having that sense of learning and having the sense of, okay, we're going to take, you know, you took eight subjects a day or seven subjects a day. You took 45 minutes a day. And then by the end of the year, you were so much smarter and you did all of that work. So I think if you can look at it in that sense that you need to make it sustainable and then it sounds cliche but enjoy the journey and really get into the process I think that's going to get you a lot further than where um you know complaining or, or I'm not able to tackle this.
0: Yeah and I want to jump in on goal setting because I I've, I've got a very strange approach to this and I and I and I've I dig into this when I go into disc styles Here's the deal. I I um I once explained this to a uh he's now a, he was a president of the company but he's not he at that time he was just a general manager and I said here's how I like to set goals and I was a high achiever so it was this worked for me. I love to set goals within easily reachable where I know I'm going to hit them and I blow them out of the water. That makes me feel good. I'm one of those people that if I feel like I I'm not going to reach my goal, like it's just unattainable, I, I get very demoralized. I don't quit and there are people who see this big mountain and then they quit. They're like, well, it's way too big. But I I love to set goals and blow them out of the water. And then I set new goals after that. And it's a method that's worked for me. Now this person, when I told him that he's like, that's the most insane thing I've ever heard is you, you got to set a stretch goal. You got to set a, a big unachievable goal so that you're always striving to improve yourself. And I said, there are certain people in the world that that would demoralize. And I was referring to myself And he's like, well, we're not going to give you a low goal. I said, well, that's, I understand that's, that's part of why companies set goals. But I told him that's my technique and my methodology that has worked for many, many years. And, you know, I, I was way I've talked to this subject many times and wrote about it. I was very far out of shape before I started doing my triathlons and I was about 60 pounds overweight, but I set little goals along the way at that time, at that overweight status, I couldn't have imagined where I was going to go. But I just kept setting new goals higher and higher to reach those, and and I think you've kind of alluded to that fact, and because that's important as well. There are people who want to put a, you know, a picture on the refrigerator of a model, whether that's a man or a woman they want to look like, and that's their goal for eating. And for some that might work. For me, I think that would be like, well, I'm never going to look like that person, <laughs> you know. I mean, I don't. I'm not exactly a model. So I don't know, you know, if, 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 if there's different techniques like that, that you've, you've thought of over the years, I'm sure it will come, uh, you will, real you realize you've realized here's, here's the way I need to set a goal for accomplishing it. But, uh, just a concept that I've had for many years around that, I'll let you jump in. If you've got some thoughts on, on that whole subject.
1: I mean, I think that's, that's very important. It's very, uh, I feel like it's almost freeing. Once you've hit the small goal, you almost have freedom to keep chasing. Right. Um, and you have the ability of reaching the goal already. So you feel like you're playing with house money. I think it's similar to like, if you look at the Kansas City Chiefs right now, their expectation is to win the Super Bowl. If they don't win the Super Bowl, it's a loss of a year. Um, or the Chargers of, you know, 06 or 07 with Marty Schottenheimer going 14 and two, and they got fired. You have these huge goals and you don't meet them. Right. Also, if you see that you're behind pace and you feel like you're doing as much as you possibly can, maybe you say, all right, that's unattainable. And then you start to coast. You know, the flip side, whoever was teaching you that coaching, they're going to say, oh, you're going to hit that goal and then coast. You know, right. they don't understand right. the, you know, the dopamine hit that that gives you to have that goal and then keep right. going.
0: Right. Some exactly. people that work
1: really well. Other people say, I need to shoot for the moon. And, you know, you no, know, I they, get it.
0: That's, And that's what it is. If it if that's what the fear is of setting those goals low is or not even low, just necessarily, you know, slightly reasonably attainable And, and, you know, but, but, but it can demoralize. And I've seen companies that do that, you know, three quarters of the way through the year, they've got like over 50% of their goal that they still have to hit. And they're never, they're never going to make it. You know, it's like, and the manager comes out and what are we going to do to get there? And, you know, they think they're going to, exactly, they're going to get to the moon in like, you know, in nine years, like we did in, in the sixties. And it's just, I've, I have yet to see a company rally to that kind of results most of the time, everybody just gets overly stressed out. You see a, a culture shock to, to what they're trying to accomplish. Instead of saying, "Hey, here's where we're at. Where do we need to Where do we need to get to? Besides where we we set back a year ago or six, seven, eight months ago." And the other area that I want to I want to mention, and this this can be uh, certainly important for young uh, starting out professionals, and that is don't compare your day one. To my to my day, you know, to my thirty years or my twenty years, and I sat in a room my very first day of sales, first week at the national sales meeting. I watched in a room of about four hundred people, about ten people get up on stage and win the award, and I thought to myself, "Oh my, there's just no way I could ever get to that." It took me some years, and I did get there, but it, but it was so intimidating. And I heard that um, phrase: "Don't compare your first day to my last day." Uh, recently with a, with a national speakers association it was very good. I'd watch people when I started my speaking training business, I watched people get up on stage and they were unbelievable. And I thought, I don't know, really I think I could ever get up there and do that. And somebody said, don't compare, you know, my, your first day to my last day. And it's, it's important. There's a long way to that, to that top of that mountain. And
1: so. No, I, I completely agree with that. I think it's in your human nature to assume short term your ability in the short-term is much greater than it is, and your ability in the long-term is much less than you think it can be. Um, Daily consistency really compounds over time, and you can get somewhere where you didn't think was even possible. Um, And that's really easy to see, and I think of why so much I like the progress in Ironman, triathlon, any really time-related sporting event. You can see numerically how much better you're getting, and you can see little bits of consistency.
0: Well, hey, we better let you get back to your busy life. Appreciate you having you on the podcast today.
1: Thanks. Thanks for having me. I was uh, finally uh, happy to make make it on the podcast.
0: Excellent. I hope today's podcast helped you on your journey to be the best ag sales professional possible. Now you can always access more blog articles, podcasts, and training opportunities, both virtual and in person on my website at www.gregmartinelli.net. Thank you and have a great day.